Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Maybe you can, because I don't really fucking feel like looking for you, to be honest. Welcome to episode 24 of the Still of Insane's Keep Up. That's right. You too can keep up. You can keep up with what I'm watching. You can keep up with what I'm listening to. You can keep up where the fuck I'm going next. What show I'm seeing. And you can also keep up on catchphrases, cliches, and dumb sayings that people say. Overused phrases. Anything that's redundant, we will pick up at the last portion of our show before we outro. So like I said, this has been a really good week. And we've been going weekly now for almost a month. Congratulations, you have made it and you have passed the test of uh, being bored. We don't like being bored, it's still insane. And uh, we, we like to talk in third person. But anyway, let's get into the monologue. But before I do, this is a shout out to my posse member, Jessica Pena. I'm also going to bring this up on the show. Sorry that it uh, came in a little late because... Uh, the keeping it real hot and fresh uh, has been on a hiatus. Uh, the reason why it's been on a hiatus, nobody really listens uh, cross platform to be honest. Uh, and I'm sure Z Fly doesn't listen to my show either. The uh, the main host of keeping it hot and fresh. So he uh, went to North Carolina, and he also went on a carnival cruise that went to Jamaica, Ocho Rios. Now let's get this. Let's uh, let's make fun of him a little bit. He puts in his hashtags, because his name is Z-Fly, and he puts in his hashtags, stay fly, not high. All right, buddy, we're in 2018. Making fun of potheads and making fun of weed people is just not really popping anymore, homie. (laughs) I don't even need to get into the specifics of that, but you sound mad corny when you fucking make fun of weed. I don't even care if you smoke weed. I've told that to people. They're like... When I was younger, like, why, why why don't you... My aunt, my aunt actually said that. She was like, what about this job? I was like, well, they drug test. And she's like, well, why do you... Why do you do that to yourself? And I'm like, to be honest, like, even if I didn't smoke weed, like, why would I want to work somewhere where people don't smoke weed? Or, like, it's not an option. That's fucking mad nosy. Don't be in my shit. I have seen so many fucking people come into work with coke in their nose drinking Gatorade all day from their fucking hangover, taking mad smoke breaks for fucking cigarettes and shit like that, fat people going on lunch breaks three, four times a day, people fucking during their lunch breaks twice a day. Why do you give a shit what I do in my personal time that I don't bring to work? I've even seen people come into work drunk. Yes, I barely see people come in high. I've actually come into work on ecstasy before. Not this job. Oh, my God. Never, never, never. This was, like, over 10 years ago. This was when I worked the Fridays. And this cook used to fucking, like, just let me experiment shit. I guess I was, like, the the party-looking dude. And he was, like, this jailbird-looking motherfucker with tattoos on his face. His name was Alejandro. And he was like, yo, my man, yo, you want to try some... Uh, you want to try some uh, good ecstasy, my man? It was good. It was good. And I was like, oh, yes, please. Yes, please. So I tried it out. I don't even know if you can really try out ecstasy. You can just have fun on ecstasy. So that's that's my story with that. But um, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> back to back to the situation at hand. So we, we are on a hiatus, and we're coming back this Sunday. And to be honest, he's not coming back. He made a three-week hiatus because he feels that we can't carry the show without him. Whatever, cool. Uh, you you saw you saw that Jamie, you saw it. So shout outs to my hosts Jamie and Z Fly. We will be back this Sunday. But the reason why I mention that is because I want to mention the subject for my homegirl Jessica Pena. And in Louisiana, New Orleans, uh, they are they are persecuting people with kinky hair. And I hate to say that, but like with nappy roots, whatever the hell you want to call it natural looking hair whatever the hair comes out to be i don't see why that's a problem i don't see why people have to persecute people for any old reason they keep them out of school they have like a a length of uh a length that comes up to your shoulders you know jessica keep fighting the power because you should be able to wear wear your hair the way you want 
It is fucking very racist. I am not tolerant to that kind of shit. Um, I wasn't tolerant to the clock situation for that Indian, for that uh, Muslim boy in. You could be Muslim and Indian. Just letting you know, guys. But yeah, I have no tolerance to those kind of things. Obama brought him to the White House, and I'm glad because you know p- people of color are always meant to to feel insecure about themselves, and they whitewash themselves. And then they end up looking like fucking Sammy Sosa, Michael Jackson, Little Kim. Because you're making them feel bad for being black and beautiful and brown and beautiful. And dude, I, I used to, when I was younger, I used to want to be darker. And now I'm happy with my skin. I, I mean, I love getting a tan, don't get me wrong. And when I was in Korea, people were afraid to get tanned so much that they bleached their skin and they would put umbrellas on in the water. Never make it that serious. White ain't all that right. Speaking of which, uh, we took a little while to talk about Colin Kaepernick. He did the 25th anniversary. Is it 25th? No, 35th. 35th anniversary of the Nike campaign, Just Do It. Now, everybody loves the Nike campaign, Just Do It. Now, to give a little quick synopsis, he kneeled uh, a few years ago in protest of police brutality and inequality in the, uh, yeah, just inequality, pretty much. Mostly for African Americans, but inequality happens in many areas of the world and in the in the country. So there was a lot of backlash, and he had a little afro, and in his little ad, ad campaign, he was showing that everybody is a little bit of Colin Kaepernick, pretty much. And the memes have been out of control, out of control. Just so many fucking different memes. Why? Uh, Sacrifice everything if it means you got to get an Xbox. That's a really good one because Spider-Man is an exclusive title. God of War is an exclusive title. Xbox One, what the fuck are you doing? How, what? No, no. Now, Xbox One is native 4K, by the way. And uh, PS Pro's claim to fame is the per, the bits per rate. The, uh, sorry, six pixel. Yeah, so the pixel rate. And so it goes faster than Xbox, even though Xbox has smoother 4K graphics and actually has the newest Blu-ray. But for some reason, it didn't procure exclusive titles. Not many. They only have Gears of War. I don't even think they have Halo as an exclusive title anymore. I know that Destiny is exclusive. Is it exclusive? No, it's not. Sorry, it is not exclusive. But you get what I'm saying. Like, PlayStation has better titles and has more exclusive titles. And even Nintendo has its own exclusive titles. So Xbox, you fucked up on that one. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Colin Kaepernick. And Colin Kaepernick, he uh, he made he made a really cool movement. And a lot of people are like, he didn't sacrifice shit. Yeah, he did, man. He sacrificed like $16 million. And everybody that says something about him being garbage doesn't really watch football because he had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. Now, was it a pretty 16 touchdowns and four interceptions? No. But I'm a Jet fan, and we signed fucking we signed fucking McCown. Josh McCown. The guy is, like, on the verge of kicking the fucking bucket. And that's who we go for. We go for... And I love Teddy Bridgewater, but the Jets went after Teddy Bridgewater, and if you're into sports, he was good. He was a great uh, product coming in. And he injured his ACL and his LCL, and he was out for over a year, and it was a great testing project. And then we sent him to New Orleans for a third-round pick. Great fucking thing, because now he can take over for Drew Brees in the future. And we get a fucking third-round pick. Who doesn't win in that situation? So we don't really talk about sports that much. But to be honest, if you really feel that strongly and you're burning your Nikes like a lot of white people are doing, uh, in protest of this really funny it's like the Boston Tea Party all over again except for a not except for like a racist reason this time so and even though and even though lots of military people have said that they support Colin Kaepernick a lot of policemen have said they've supported Colin Kaepernick and yet still people make it about the flag we've talked about it before how it has been a marketing campaign for the military it is not a badge of freedom it is not to show homage. No, it is for us to know that we can enlist into the Army, Marines, Navy, and Air Force. That's basically what the, the, the fucking seven-inning stretch is all about, too. So, I'm going to be posing this question on, on uh, my Instagram and the Keep Up Instagram. Well, both. They're both mine. One is for travel, 
and the other and for fun, and the other one is for the show. Keep up NYC. Even Strahan said he would kneel, and the dude is not even in fucking football. So I'm gonna pose this uh, poll question this morning. It is going to be, uh, well, I'm premiering the episode Tuesday, so Tuesday is when you will see this uh, this poll, and it's Nike versus Crocs, and I already know the answer. Well, maybe I do. Who knows? But to be honest, I've never worn a pair of Crocs. When I lived in Indiana, I kind of got turned off. Everybody was fucking wearing them. They were fucking gross. It was like having shark fucking cages on your damn toes. Gross. And you just look like, I don't know, man. It just like gives off like the wrong idea about people. I, I know, clothes shouldn't make the man or shouldn't make the woman. But it does. And Crocs, you're really doing yourself a dirty disservice. So, uh, oh, and back to the subject with Jessica Pena. I actually, it actually prompted me to have a poll question of my own. Also, not just Nike versus Crocs. We have a second one. Not that any one is worse than the other one, but which one do you prefer? I actually like dreadlocks way better than braids. I used to have braids. I had dreads for like a quick second. And my hair is just not like that. My hair, I don't know. And plus, like, I don't know. I'm in situations where I need to look more clean. Not that dreads don't look clean, not that, but for me, I look dirtier with dreads. There's some people that look remarkable in dreads. And and to be honest, braids, I don't know, braids are kind of childish to me. Unless you're a woman, and even the way you do it, like Serena Williams doesn't braid her hair the same way with the, the beads and shit like that, like little Yachty's dick face, no, I'm joking. He comes out with okay music. He's not good, but his music is all right. Shout out to my group chat. And I hate group chats. I'm only in one. I hate group chats. They come on all the time. And uh, my <laughs> my group chat members who are my kickball team, they're like, you didn't get that memo. We voted on this. And you didn't, you didn't see that. Well, to be honest, I put it on mute. I put our group chat on mute. Because you guys fucking talk about the most ridiculous things. But to be honest, I've joined in on the antics. So fuck it. Let's get into it. <laughs> But that's it. That's my group chat shit. Let's talk about Serena real quick. We talked about Serena last week. And so for people that don't understand why that Australian cartoon that is a part of, of course, Ruber Murdoch's production. Uh, let, let's talk. Let's talk real quick. The uh, anytime you show an angry black woman enraged like that. That is not doing anybody a service. You are not being funny. You are, and to be honest, she is she is thrown tantrum. Don't get me wrong, but so is as many other men. It's not a. It's not like undignified to be passionate as a woman or as any person. I hate that. I hate the double standards. I hate when people tell me I can't be sensitive. I hate when people tell you to buck up as a man, be a man. I hate when they tell you you throw like a girl. Um, not to me, but like... Actually, someone has told me that before because I do find, throw kind of funny. But shout out to my, my, my homeboy. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. what's Oh, Cameron. Cameron, yes, from Harlem RBI. Yeah, he used to call that out real lovely. Thanks, bro. I, I appreciate the love. But, uh, yeah, Serena. And also, the most racist thing I thought wasn't even against Serena. I thought it was against Osaka. Osaka is Haitian and Japanese. Yet a lot of people highlight the the Japanese-born aspect of it. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Like, why are Haitians? Haitians, the first independent country from the Caribbean, also happen to be black, gets fucking raped all the time, not just by the, the, the Clinton Foundation. They have been getting doused forever, and they've been treated as an apartheid country as well in the Dominican Republic. A lot of Dominicans don't even believe that they're black and Haitians, they're painfully reminded that they're black every fucking day. So, something like that. Yeah, man. And then they doubled down and showed the piece again on, like, a, a culmination, like a montage of of where freedom of speech is being uh, attacked. And uh, political correctness is, is too much. No, being politically correct is being polite, guys. Sorry, you know, I, I spoke about this with a, a Facebook chat. They were talking about uh, the Cleveland Indians as a homage and the Redskins as a homage to Native Americans. First of all, Native Americans are not called Indians. 
You know, some Native Americans do call themselves Indians, but you know what? Some black people call themselves niggers too, and some Spanish people call themselves spicks, and some women call each other bitches. But it doesn't mean that it's fucking right. I'm not going to put on the fucking uh, New York crackers, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not as offensive, but don't you find it funny that every culture says the N-word? Everybody says nigger. I, like I said, I, I was a teacher at Harlem RBI, and, we, and I taught the N-word lesson to a bunch of Hispanic and Latin kids, and they didn't understand. They just treated it like a Las fear word, and that was a little disrespectful. If you're going to say it so much, know the history. Know why people say it. Know why it is so embedded in our culture and it's pop culture. Like I said, nobody's saying, hey, yo, my spick. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's saying that to each other. Nobody is saying, hey, yo, what up, gook? What up, zipperhead? As like a term of endearment. We took the most racist word of all time and we made it acceptable for everyone to use. And I hate to be on this like little soapbox, but it's true. And so, as much as there's sexism and double standards in tennis, and as much as there's racism with Osaka, we got to get through these things. And who cares if people call us a loudmouth or a race baiter or any of those dumbass words? Who cares? Fucking make a noise, bitches. Um, the the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll touch on that real quick. Uh, that was really bad. Hurricane Florence. I'm glad that people um, only uh, minimal casualties, not 3,000 deaths like uh, Mr. Commander and Lying Cheat said that there was only like 20 people that died and tweeted that, you know, people of old age are going to die and Democrats tried to boost the numbers and a dishonest mayor of San Juan. You're a piece of shit. You fucking piece of garbage. He tried to compare Katrina to Maria and Florence, saying that too many people died. Mayor Carmen Yulin Cruz Soto. She puts him in his place anytime she has a chance. Yeah, dudes, 3,000 deaths in Puerto Rico. That was definitely a fuck-up by your president. The bounty quicker picker-upper throwing paper towels. Oh, my God. He is so fucking stupid. And a lot of my fam. Oh, my God. I have just a few family members in Staten Island. And that is a different beast than the rest of the country. Staten Island is so pro-sanitation. Union, basically. And it's so funny. They vote for people that are against unions. They're so fucking dumb. So I have a cousin who's in a biker gang out there. Uh, I have a cousin, a fireman, sanitation, hospital, EMT. I have an ex out there that's an EMT. Police officers. Yeah, man. So you're going to get the whole fucking third watch out there. And they all... They all feel some type of way towards civilians because I guess of what they go through on a regular basis. Who fucking knows? But when we, uh, so today's episode is going to be a little different. We are going to get into the music portion. And then when we get into watch, we'll have a little surprise because of what's transpired this weekend. Did I just listen to? And uh, this is once again brought to you by the Spotify release radar. Uh, mostly every week I listen to Discover Weekly. But Discover Weekly does not, for some reason, show uh, me music that is very current. It always, And to be honest, it's a little racist. It gives me a lot of rap. And I love rap, but it gives me too much rap. And I don't like that many rap songs on Spotify for you to be like putting so much fucking rap and trap and not even so not, not even like the racism in there. It's the ageism in there. They put in fucking shit that I was in diapers that was out. And I don't want to listen to that. I love Big Daddy Kane, but I don't need to be listening to him every day. KRS one. I don't need to be listening to that all the time. So thank you, Spotify, but no thank you. So let's name some of the songs that we're going to play right now, and then we'll put it in a little uh, a little loop for you guys to listen to real quick. So we got uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton and Sia. What a collaboration. I think it is for a movie called Dumpling. Oh, Lana Del Rey, you are so hot. Oh, my God. After I was listening to her new song, I was obsessed with looking at pictures of her. She's so fucking beautiful. I've seen her live. She kind of sucked. I'm going to have to make up for that one day. But she has a very melancholic uh, vibe anyway, so maybe I won't. So Mariner's Apartment Complex, that's Lana Del Rey's new song. My Boy, featuring J. Cole. That's a really good one. That's a freestyle. You're going to enjoy that one. Tonight, 
that is a uh, old song from LCD Sound System, but they redid it and they're back uh, on tour and they back with a new album, so that's really cool. Uh, we could play Spanish Caravan. That's a, that's an old song too by The Doors, but it's a, a remix. Black Light is a new song. That's by the Ting Tings. GTFO, you know I love my acronyms just as much as you do. Get the fuck out of here. And that's Mariah Carey's new song. And she actually does say it in the song. Uh, we'll skip that. Holly by Sleigh Bells. I like Sleigh Bells. We could play a little uh, Smashing Pumpkin Silvery, Silvery Sometimes. Say My Name by David Guetta, Bobo Rexa, and Jay Balvin. We'll play that even though I don't give a shit. Kanye West, I Love It, and Little Pump. Uh, that's on there, but we're not going to play that because we played it last week. Uh, Pepeta Santana. Santana's getting a little uh, Latin trap over here. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Mitch Murder the Line. And it's funny because my theme song is very 80s-centric. Uh, Mitch Murder is 80s-centric, so you'll hear a little bit of that. Very similar to my theme song. Uh, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. So let's get into it, guys.
That's what we're listening to right now, and I threw in a couple of bonuses. I put in Wraith by T.I., uh, I almost said T-Pain, T.I. and Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti's kind of trash, but, you know, I love this song, though. Uh, Rig it up. Rig it up, bug it up, whatever. Uh, I love all my hoes, something like that. But anyway, what else did we put in that was a bonus? We put in... Oh, we didn't put in the Mitch Murder. Let's play that Mitch Murder real song real, real quick. How did I not see that? Doesn't really sound that much different than if you were like watching some eighties or like some some Baywatch episode or something like that. So that's mid. <coughs> Excuse me, and we ain't even token up. Uh, soon, right after the episode, actually. So that was the line by Mitch Murder. Like I said, I put a little extra. I put Ti Yogati Wraith. I put Sleigh Bells by Holly. Was there anything else that you guys listened to? Oh, I put Pur- Purge by Bass. Yeah, man. That's the new music that's out right now. Is there any music news? Of course there is. Uh, right now on the auction, and I believe it went for over 500 grand, uh, Madonna wrote a handwritten letter to Letterman about her censored appearance. And again, that's sexism right there because she mentioned Andrew Dice Clay and nobody would bat an eyelash about what when she had that profanity-laced profanity uh, segment. And I agree. I totally agree. Um, what uh, Azalea Banks keeps playing the race card. Uh, you know, I really think that people who even mention the race card are stupid because usually uh, you're just trying to quell race. I mean, you're just trying to shut up someone that's calling out racism, but Azalea Banks, she's not one of them. Azalea Banks is crazy, and she's always trying to call people out, and she went on, uh, and I'm not even the biggest fan of Nick Cannon, you know this, uh, I feel like he's just so, not that talented, but it's just always around, but it's cool, I'm, I'm hating, I guess, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him, good for him, even though I don't understand it, I don't have to understand it, he's gonna go make money, and he's gonna have those beautiful baby children, Mariah, do you think? So, Nick Cannon, <laughs> he basically says to Zillian Banks, like, because she said that she was trying, she was being exposed and that they were trying to make fun of certain things and they don't do this usually to play. And that's not true. They have all types of artists. And so Nick Cannon didn't even show the meltdown that they had. 
whatever, dude, whatever. And I, I always remind Nick Cannon always reminds me of that skit where Nick Cannon is hilarious on Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle's like, yo, does that nigga get you a school bag, man? Yo, like, does he pay for your school supplies? Shut the fuck Nick Cannon. It's true. Fuck Nick Cannon. I don't know why he's like the nickelback of fucking of fucking pop culture. Like, fuck Nick Cannon. Um. Oh, yeah. I didn't play this, and I did say that, like, as a backup to myself, if there was no new music, I would play the Boys I've Loved soundtrack. Even though I'm not going to play that, I would suggest that you guys listen to that. Not only listen to that, but watch the movie on Netflix. It is a very good movie. And uh, it's a very good soundtrack. A lot of, uh, even though it's not taking place in the 80s, it has a lot of 80s music on it. So you should definitely check that out. A little eccentric music news. We have Paul McCartney, and they did an interview with him, and he used to jack off. Yes, he used to beat his meat with other members in the band, particularly John Lennon. Yes, and this was purported by TMZ, and you know how I feel about TMZ. TMZ is so ratchet, but so accurate. I don't know how they do it. They always get it right, and you always look at them like they're trash, and they are trash. They are trash news, but they're the king of reporting accurate trash news. I, I stand by it every time. Way better than World Star Hip Hop. World Star Hip Hop just tries to expose black people, just like Love and Hip Hop does. Sorry, black exploitation, not on the right level. But um, it just makes me think to. It just makes me think like titles like "Come Together." Like, was that really what they meant? Who knows? And all you need is come. Who knows? I don't know. You tell me. Damn, my fucking shit keeps locking. But anyway. McCartney told GQ magazine, because this is where the story came from also, that um, he used to have a small group of friends that would gather, and instead of just getting roaring, this is quote-unquote, instead of getting roaring drunk and partying, I don't even know if we were staying over or anything, we were just all in these chairs, and the lights were out, and somebody started masturbating. So we all did. Oh boy, oh boy. I don't know, I don't know. If I saw someone else masturbating, I think I said this before. I went to Orlando real quick. If I did say this story, that's what I'm going to say it quickly. Um, and make a long story short, they started talking about flashlights. And I corrected someone recently for saying flashlight in a pornographic setting. A, fl- a flashlight is a flashlight with an anatomically similar simulation of a vagina or an asshole. And people jerk off into these things so like i said i i, I know people who jerk off together is, is it me no it's not i have never jerked off in front of you is it wrong is it, no but is it weird yes so uh sir paul mccartney damn dog that was weird that was weird uh, Paul said it also in, it helped him inspire more enjoyable twisting. They could all shout out names of sexy celebs to think about, like Bridget Bordeaux before John killed the mood by bringing up Winston Churchill. Oh, boy. The singer says the self-pleasing session was a one-time thing, maybe two, maybe three. But it wasn't a big deal, just kids being kids, he said. He adds, but it was good, harmless fun. It didn't hurt anyone, not even Bridget Bordeaux. Ugh. So when it came to jizz, I think what he meant was here, there, and everywhere. What the fuck? Am I watching? And uh, we also have a special Emmy edition, guys. It is the 70th anniversary of the Primetime Emmys. It was a fantastic, fantastic award ceremony. That's why I waited so long to premiere this episode. We do it every Tuesday. But it's not to premiere. You are going to hear it this Tuesday. It's just that me getting it prepared, I I waited a little long. I delayed a little bit just so that we can announce the winners and we can talk about the winners and how I feel about it. And uh, But let's first get into what the fuck did I just watch. And uh, I was supposed to see Operation Finale, but I did not. I ended up seeing White Boy Rick, starring Matthew McConaughey, Bruce Dern, Jennifer Jason Lee, 
Uh, YG is actually in it, and so is Danny Brown. You know I love Danny Brown. My man Brian Tyrese Henry from Atlanta. He's paper boy. And for some reason, I can't find White Boy Rick's uh, character's name. Let's see. Let's see. Let's keep looking. Ah, his name is Richie Merritt. Come on. Come on, Dad. Let's sell some drugs. I know the players. I know the game. We could be a family again. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite scenes. And I don't know. It's really good. It um, it does glorify snitching a little bit. And we'll get into that later. Uh, Matthew McConaughey made a strong performance. Uh, he usually plays a very good strong person. But in this one, he plays a single dad. That's a gun. Uh, let me give you a little synopsis on it. The uh, And this is, this is a true story, by the way. True story about white boy Rick. He definitely did snitch his way to the top or bottom, whatever whatever you consider. So Matthew McConaughey is a single dad, and he sells uh, registered firearms. But he's selling them in Detroit during a time in the 80s where lots of crime is, and drugs is running rampant. So he's basically selling it to drug dealers. He's not doing it on purpose, but he is, and they're murdering a lot of people. And his son gets involved. He's like 14, 15 years old. The sister is a big drug addict herself. So he go. Um, so the FBI picks him up to start in, uh, to start infiltrating these businesses. He gets out, and he ends up selling drugs again, just without the FBI. But he gets in more trouble this time. So White Boy Rick is really, really good. It makes you wonder about snitching. Is it good? Is it bad? And do white criminals usually prosper in movies? Not always. So you'll see this movie and you'll get that. Like I said, very, very entertaining. Amazing movie. Matthew McConaughey deserves a lot of praise. So does The uh, Sun. Jennifer Jason Leigh does her thing. YG, Danny Brown. Lots of people. Uh, Edward Marston, the guy that plays on uh, Ray Donovan. He is the uh, Parkinson's brother. He's really cool. So you should definitely check out White Boy Rick. What else did I see? I saw on Netflix, I saw The Incredible Jesse Jessica James. And that stars Jessica Williams and Chris Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Uh, that is an awesome, awesome movie because she is going through a breakup. And so is this guy that's going through a divorce. And she is also a playwright. And she works for a nonprofit. And while she's pursuing her dreams to become a playwright, she's figuring out her life and trying to get over this dude that that plays in Atlanta also. And sorry to bother you. What's his name, actually? Sorry to bother you. That's my man, Lakeith Stanfield. And you've seen him also as the guy that goes crazy and get out. And he gets captured in the beginning. He's really cool, man. He plays in Atlanta. We love him. We love him. We love him. I need to see that movie, actually. Sorry to bother you. I did not see that. I, I referenced it as if I saw it, but I definitely didn't see it. So I got to see that. I missed that on Predator with my homeboy, Oscar. Shout out to Oscar. And I was supposed to see the fight with him, too. That was uh, GGG and Canelo. I didn't end up going. But um, I heard it was a really good fight. I didn't even see the fight. Boxing's really not the same. Man. Mayweather and Pacquiao are about to fight in December, as if anybody cares anymore. But the really good movie that I saw on Netflix as well was For All the Boys I Loved. For All the Boys I Loved on Netflix. And that, star, that stars... From Wikipedia. Oh. To All the Boys I've Loved Before is a 2018 American teen romance film directed by Susan Johnson. Well, thank you, Google. Damn, I was trying to steal my thunder. Lana Kander... Noah Centenia, Centenio, and a lot of girls are going up in arms for this person. But Lana Candor, she, Condor, she, uh, oh, and King Bach is in it, and he's from that babysitter movie on Netflix. Netflix is killing the, the movie scene, by the way, even though HBO definitely has better content. Lana Condor, she played Jubilee in the latest X-Men Apocalypse movie, and she plays this girl that has five love letters that she keeps in storage. Someone releases the letters that she had a crush on, and a lot of them are people that she shouldn't have a crush on. One is gay. One is her sister's ex who goes away for college in Scotland, and it takes over from there. And what I liked about both these movies, Jessica James and The Boys I, uh, I Loved, for all the boys I loved, I liked it because they were minorities and they didn't show it. 
There was no stereotypes whatsoever, literally. Like, the only thing was this Korean tea that they had. And I don't even know if they were really Korean because Josh Corbett was the, uh, John Corbett, Corbett from Sex and the City. He was in it. And he's also from, uh, my big fat Greek wedding. He was in it and he's the father. So it was biracial for sure. It just was really cool. It was refreshing. And I, I don't need, you know, I'm a racial person. I, I don't live in a post-race society. But it's really cool to see, like, minorities on screen doing their thing, being American. And just being American. Just being cool. Just just showing, living and shit like that. Not showing the oppression, even though it's there. We don't need to all the time. But we also don't need to whitewash things. And they did not do that. So that's why I recommend those movies highly. I need to see... Um, Operation Finale starring Oscar Isaac and I need to see Predator I don't really need to see Predator I was supposed to see that with Oscar I know rest in peace to my brotherhood of Phi Delta Theta fraternity Burt Reynolds he played in Gator oh my gosh sorry 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 Um, yeah really I, I actually like Burt Reynolds Boogie Nights The Longest Yard He's the man. He's awesome. Uh, and like I said, he was on my, he was on, he was in my fraternity and he's a legacy just like Lou Gehrig. And we did that whole ALS with, uh, with the throwing the bucket challenge that originated from my fraternity. Um, yeah, we talked about the racism in Cleveland Indians and the Redskins. It's, and I bought a Caucasian shirt and I bought a, a, re, a redneck shirt and I don't want to hear no qualms about it. I don't want to hear no qualms about it. That that Chief Wahoo, again, Native Americans are not Indian. Go fuck yourself. And the genocide that we have put these Native Americans, the the Sioux uh, freaking uh, burial ground that we're trying to put the pipe, the, the Keystone Pipeline through. We keep taking their land. They're a bunch of alcoholics now, unfortunately. They get arrested at a higher rate than African Americans. And you have the audacity to make money off of their heritage and not even just off their heritage, totally engrossing and defaming names, the Indians, which they're not with a big fucking smile, which they're not very prideful group. And I have a friend Tecumseh who is part of a tribe, uh, the, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to say it wrong. Shinnecock tribe. No, I don't think so. Sorry. Ugh. but I'm not going to say it. So I'm not going to disrespect it, but he is a part of a real tribe. And he would never be down with those things. But that's not what we're talking about. That was what we were watching. But now on to the Emmy portion of our show. And we will read off the winners. Let's read off the winners real quick. Let's start off from the top. And uh, that's the most interesting topics. So the best outstanding drama series, which included The Americans, The Crown, Hands Made Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us, I hate This Is Us, and Westworld. I'm so I'm actually just glad that This Is Us didn't win. I I hate tearjerkers. That's like Steel Magnolia winning Best Picture of the Year. Go fuck yourself with that fucking gimmick shit. Whatever. And I like Sterling K. Brown and I like Mandy Moore. I do not like that show. There's a reason why the writers don't get nominated. Because it's not good writing. Just in like just making people cry every fucking episode. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy should have won then. Then ER should have won then. Like, no. Sorry. Just because you fucking get emotional after every episode doesn't mean it's a good show. So Game of Thrones won, and I'm not really in agreement with that either. It's just full of special effects, that show now. And it's a good show. It's still a good show. It's not the best show. It's not better than Hands Made Tale. It's not better than The Americans. It's not better than Westworld. Sorry to break it to everybody, but Game of Thrones is a little overhyped. Outstanding comedy series. Oh, I love Atlanta. I love Barry. Barry actually came out of nowhere with the awards in this one. So Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, which I've never really seen. Kirby Enthusiasm, Glow. I really like Glow. We've talked about that. Uh, Silicon Valley. Wow, it's first season without TJ Miller, and it got uh, nominated. And the unbreakable Kimmy Smith, which has died down a little bit and is coming out with a movie for its last season. But The Marvelous Miss Maisel has won. And that is awesome. It's a great show. It's based in New York. It's based on Joan, kind of based on Joan Rivers. 
Uh, I love it. Rachel Brosnahan is the shit. Outstanding limited series. I actually need to see this because uh, I love the OJ crime story. And so we have The Alienist that was nominated. Genius Picasso starring uh, my man Antonio Banderas. Godless, uh, which stars Jeff Daniels and uh, Patrick Melrose. Oh, yeah, that's the limited series with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I did not see most of those. I will, though. Sorry, guys. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, actually. So the winner was The Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Like I said, uh, OJ had one with Cuba Gooding Jr. That was very good. And, uh, yeah, this one got a lot of praise. But, you know, sometimes these awards go to a lot of uh, notoriety and people that they know already. Same thing with the Grammys and the Oscars. So I'm not really that surprised. You know, people go Hollywood and television. They go with the safe bets. Uh, outstanding variety talk series. We had The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Late Show with James Corden, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert is the number one rated uh, talk show, but it did not win. John Oliver from last week won an HBO. No surprise there. That's a very awesome show. He is hilarious. Outstanding variety sketch series. We have At Home with Amy Sedaris. We have Drunk History from Comedy Central. We have I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman. I think that's on Hulu. Portlandia, the new season's out. I haven't seen it yet. I think it's the final season as well. Uh, that's very good. Tracy Ullman's new show. And the winner was Saturday Night Live. And the reason why I think they won is because Keenan Thompson's on top of his game. Go you. Outstanding reality competition program. We had The Amazing Race. American Ninja Warrior, Project Runway, Top Chef, The Voice, and the winner was RuPaul's Drag Race. I actually have never seen an episode. Actually, I I take that back. I have seen a few episodes. I can't hang out with gay people and not have seen those episodes. So, but was I really paying attention? No. It's just not my thing. It's okay. It's funny. It's great. It's entertaining. But you don't have to watch every show out there. So, and I love RuPaul. I'm a huge RuPaul fan. I love him on Broad City. I loved him in the Brady Bunch. He's the man. She's the man. Whatever you want to call her. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series. Oh, I was really hoping Carrie Russell would win. She so deserved it from the Americans. But Claire Foy wins again from The Crown. Elizabeth Moss loses on The Handmaid's Tale. Sandra. Oh, oh, man. I was actually rooting for her. Even though I haven't, even though I haven't seen Killing Eve... I was hoping for the first Asian American, or actually she's Canadian, the first Asian to win the award from uh, Killing Eve, but whatever. Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, that's the last season, so she won't be up for it anymore in that show. And Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld, that was awesome. So the winner of that again is Claire Foy, she played Queen Elizabeth in The Crown. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series, we have Matthew Reese. he won for The Americans. He beat out, oh my god, I can't believe he beat Jason Bateman in the Ozark. Ugh, he got robbed because Ozark was so good. And so was Jason Bateman, he's the best part of the show. Sterling K. Brown, now, like I said, I love Sterling K. Brown, so if he wins for This Is Us, I would have been okay. But he did not, that was Matthew Reese. Very well deserved, by the way. Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell are married now, they have a baby. um, Americans, this was their last season. I love the Americans. If you have not watched that show, you are fucking missing out. It's such a really good show. Milo Vegemilia, This Is Us. I don't know who the hell that is. I think he's the... Milo. I think he's the director from... Well, he was a... He played a director on Entourage. Ed Harris. He plays the owner of Westworld. And he lost to, like I said, Matthew Reese. Jeffrey Wright is uh, the guy um, that plays uh, Arnold in Westworld. He is really good. Outstanding directing for a drama series. The uh, the Duffer Brothers got nominated for Stranger Things. Daniel Sackham for Ozark. And the uh, winner, I guess, is just for an episode. Uh, it was for Pater Familias, and that is Stephen Daldry. Outstanding writing went to the Americans Joel Fields and Joe Weisberg. So we're not going to name the, uh, no, we'll keep naming the nominees. Why not? Peter Morgan of the Crown, 
David Bynoff and D.B. Weiss of Game of Thrones, Bruce Miller of Handmaid's Tale, Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Killing Eve, the Duffer Brothers of Stranger Things. So the winner of Writing for a Drama Series went to the Americans. Oh, man, that's so awesome. I love the Americans. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. We had Vanessa Kirby in The Crown, Lena Headey, who played... She played Cersei Lannister. She's also played Sarah Connor in the Terminator uh, show. In the Terminator show, that was really cool. So we got Alexis Bedell from The Handmaid's Tale. She got her click cut off. And Dowd in The Handmaid's Tale. Yvonne Yersovsky. Wow, lots of actresses from The Handmaid's Tale. And it's true, they were really good. Not very surprised. Millie Bobby Brown, the one that has her head shaved off in... Stranger Things, and then you have Tondi Newton, who wins for Westworld. Very well-deserved win. She's amazing. She tries to take over the park, and she has all those amazing abilities where they upgrade her. Outstanding support actor in a drama series. We have Matt Smith from The Crown, Nicolaj Coster-Wado from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, who is the winner from Game of Thrones. Then we have the losers, Joseph Fiennes from Handmaid's Tale. Mandy Patikin from Homeland. That's my man Sal. David Harbour from Stranger Things. That's Dan. He is the sheriff. They lost. Peter Dinklage. He wins again for Game of Thrones. Mr. Tyrion Lannister. So then uh, we have Outstanding directory, di- Directing for a Variety Special. And you guys don't really know who the other people are. So we're going to say Glenn Weiss from the Oscars. He wins. Outstanding writing for a variety special. That would go to... So the nominations were Michelle Wolf, Nice Lady, Patton Oswalt, Annihilation, Steve Martin and Martin Short, which was really boring. I saw a little bit of that. An evening you will forget the rest of your life. I definitely did. Uh, and then the winner was John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous at Radio City. It's outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie. We have Darren Chris of the assassination of Giannani Versace, American Crime Story. He was the winner. The losers were Antonio Banderas, Genius Picasso, John Legend, Jesus Christ Superstar, live in concert. Jeff Daniels, The Looming Tower, Benedict Cumberbatch, Patrick Melrose, and Jesse Plummins, Black Mirror. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. We have Sarah Pulse. From the American uh, Horror Story, Michelle Dockery from Godless, Edie Falco in, the, in a Law and Order episode, the Menendez brothers, Regina King, she wins for seven seconds. She's the best. I love Regina King. She played the voices of the Boondocks, Poetic Justice. She's the shit. Jessica Beale, the sinner, Laura Dern, the tale. So once again, Regina King wins for outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Then we have Outstanding Directing for a Limited Series or Movie. That would be Ryan Murphy of Versace. Then we have Outstanding Writing for a Limited Series or Dramatic Special. That would be William Bridges of Black Mirror. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie. We have Ricky Martin, Edgar Mar- Ramirez, and Finn Woodrock from Assassination of Gianni Versace. Hilarious that Ricky Martin is in that. I, ne- I definitely need to see it now. Uh, Brandon Victor Dixon, Jesus Christ Superstar, Michael Stolberg in The Looming Tower, John Leguizamo of Waco, and the winner is Jeff Daniels of Godless. Then we have Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series. That would be, um, the, the nominees would be Adina Porter of American Horror Story, Colt, Penelope Cruz, Judith Light of Assassination of Gianni Versace, Letitia Wright of Black Mirror, Sarah Bareilles of Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert, and the winner is a former alum of Nurse Jackie and uh, Walking Dead. Her name is Merritt Weaver. She has the red hair. She was the lesbian in Walking Dead. I hate that show now. I don't even watch it at all. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. We have Donald Glover of Atlanta, Anthony Anderson of Blackish, Larry David of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ted Danson, The Good Place, where he plays like the case manager in Heaven, William H. Macy of Shameless, and the winner is Bill Hader of Barry. Very good show, guys. He is a a former assassin, actually is an assassin, and he decides he wants to become an actor in the meantime. 
Very cool. He's a struggling actor while he's killing people. Amazing. Better than uh, pick, uh, better than waiting tables, I guess. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. There's Pamela Adlin from Better Things. Tracy Ellis Tracy Ellis Ross from Blackish. Lily Tomlin from Grace and Frankie. Issa Rae from Insecure. Allison Janney from Mom. And the winner is Rachel Brosnahan from The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Well-deserved. She was hilarious. Outstanding directing for a comedy series. Donald Glover, Atlanta. Boob, I mean, uh, Hiro Murray, Atlanta. Bill Hader, Barry. Mark Krasowski, uh, The Big Bang Theory, which is ending this year. Jesse Peretz, Glow Pilot. Uh, Amy Sherman Palladino, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. She's the, win- the winner. And one of the losers is Mike Judge of Silicon Valley. So once again, directing for a comedy series, the winner goes to Marvelous Miss Maisel's Amy Sherman Palladino. Outstanding writing for a comedy series. Donald Glover, once again. Stephanie Robinson, Alex Berg, Lisa Saroff. So Miss Marvelous Miss Maisel wins again. They win for writing for a comedy series. Alex Borstein, she is the, the voice of, of fucking uh, Lois on The Family Guy. She won for that as well. She won the voice for that, and she won for Best Supporting Actress on The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes, go her. Lori Metcalf lost from Roseanne. Aidy Bryant, Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon all lost from Saturday Night Live. Megan Mullally from uh, Will & Grace lost. Betty Gilpin lost from Glow. And my homegirl from Atlanta, Zazie Beats, and she's in uh, Deadpool. Love her. So hot. And the last one. I know. Sorry, this is a long list. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. The losers were Brian Tarie from Atlanta. Louis Anderson from Baskets. He's won before. Tony Shalhoub from... Not from... Uh, not from Monk. But this time from Marvel's This Maisel. He plays the father. Alec Baldwin from Saturday Night Live. He played Donald Trump this year. Keenan Thompson, the legend... Uh, from Saturday Night Live, Titus Burgess, he's won before for Unbreakable Kimmy Smith. But this time, it was Henry Winkler. My man, the Fonz, has an Emmy now. Fuck yes. So that's it. That's it for what we watch. It was great. The Emmys were pretty good, man. It was it was a, a well-fought battle for all of them. I wasn't mad at any of the awards. It was one of the first times I wasn't mad at any of the awards who they gave them to. Shit, dog. Shit, shit, shit. Did you just say, what the fuck did you just say? Tell me, bitch. Tell me. Or my waterboard that ass. Anyway, White Boy Rick inspired me for this episode. And I live in an area where it is promoted, this phrase. And it's called, stitches get stitches. How true is that? Is it okay to snitch? Do they deserve stitches? We're going to find out right now. Is it? Really a cliche? Is it overused? I agree. It is. And nobody really gets stitches. Nobody really gets beat up. But if you live in the hood, you definitely do. Or if you snitch on the government, you might not get stitches, but you'll definitely go to jail. Or you'll definitely you'll definitely end up trying to get asylum in Russia. So, like I said... Um, yeah, man, they're Chelsea Manning, Eric Snowden. These people definitely have not won out in cinching. And to be honest, freedom of the press is a huge thing in this country, and we don't get that. And we throw people in jail that uh, that call out atrocities like the NSA and the the snooping project of the the Patriot Act and the the expansion. I'm a huge Obama fan, but he was not perfect. And in those areas, he was atrocious. Um, people are right when they say that like. Uh, he came down really hard on whistleblowers more times than any president in history. He held um, a lot of important documents out from the press. And I did not agree with any of these things. And I don't know what it is to be president. I don't know why those things were not declassified for the uh, for freedom of press for us, for consumption. But that sucks, man. Really does suck. But um, as far as snitching, I'm going to tell a story about me snitching on myself. Uh, and I did not get stitches, by the way. I, I almost got them later. I almost got my ass beat later for snitching on myself. Don't snitch on anybody, guys. It's hilarious, though. Hoods will tell you not to snitch, 
but then they'll be getting killed by somebody in the neighborhood and you'll be like, well, at least he didn't snitch or at least she didn't snitch. I don't get that. Cameron, he, he like promotes it a lot. My, my neighborhood, like 50 cent, they, they all like snitches get stitches. Well, how do we fight crime then? You know what I'm saying? Like if we're not, I believe in community policing instead of broken door policing. How are we going to trust each other if we're just going to let each other kill each other? Nah, so I'm not a big believer in snitches get stitches. Only when people don't believe in stitches get stitches unless they're getting snitched on. Very true. So I was in summer camp when I was in middle school. It was called Camp Talcott. And we used to have G-Swim and we used to like mingle with the girls and stuff like that. Shout out to my boy. Uh, Actually, I'm not going to mention this. Never mind. So we're in camp. And uh, we have a really good time. And so I, uh, I had a, pro- I, I had a problem taking a shit inside the bathrooms. And the bathrooms had like cobwebs, and, and it was really nasty. It was not very well maintained. So you did not. So you stayed constipated. And in middle school, you're able to do that a little better than you are as an adult, keeping shit in. But I kept it in too much and one day in the middle of the night I had to run to the bathroom with like a flashlight because it's it's like an outhouse pretty much I go in there and I pull down my pants I'm ready to take a shit it's like a little clog back there and all of a sudden I hear pop, like a popping noise and I look back at me and it's like I fucking painted the walls brown it was fucking disgusting it was everywhere and I had to go into the shower. I had to like, I I had to like wipe myself down. And I didn't have enough time without getting caught wiping down the bathroom. And to be honest, I know I'm a priss, and I've cleaned bathrooms before. I would never clean that. I don't even care if you pay me. Nope, I'm not cleaning that. And I feel bad for whoever had to, whoever had to hose that down. I had to hose myself down. But anyway, the next day. The whole camp is being fucking interrogated. And, of course, it's in the boys' bathroom, so, like, you don't have to punish the girls. So they say, well, if nobody's going to own up, then we're going to take away the community G-Swim, which was a point in time where even one of my friends, he was getting head inside of a canoe. He was mad about that, man. He was like, yo, this is my perfect time to get this this slobber knob from this girl inside the canoe. So, which, like, who... Who do I got to snitch on? Like, who? he was ready to snitch on somebody. So, thankfully, I did not tell anybody that it was me. And <laughs> they're asking everybody, and they thought that that would be incentive for me to, like, snitch on myself. No, 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 no. I was not going to have the whole boys camp be upset at me and then call me shitbreak. If you've seen American Pie, they called uh, fucking Finch, Finch uh, shitbreak. And in middle school, those are very crucial times. They used to make fun of this girl that kept in the same weave all summer and there was like green shit coming out. So I definitely wasn't going to snitch on myself then in order to tell everybody that I fucking shit everywhere. Definitely not happening when you're like 12 years old. Not a good time to tell that. So years later, I'm hanging out with my buddies. We're like in 11th grade now. My boy Ian, Oscar, Chris, Mike. We're all talking. We all went to the same summer camp pretty much. And then they're talking about memories and... um you know, just like Ian's talking about getting head inside of a canoe. I mentioned the shit story. Actually, they mentioned the shit story. And I, I said, you know, you know, it's really a funny, funny uh, situation. Uh, it was me, guys. I shit all over that fucking bathroom stall. And they were so mad at me. They were like, as if it happened yesterday. Just like when I told you that story where I snitched on myself when I used to sell the porn uh, VHSs of my dad's. And he acted like I sold him like today. He's like, that was my property. Same thing with them. They were like, God, yo, Vince, man, that was so selfish. You should have fucking ratted yourself out. And I'm like, would y'all rat yourself out? Get the fuck out of here. Hell no. So snitches don't necessarily get stitches, but I should have at least stitched up my asshole, man. That would have that would have saved a lot of trouble. That would have saved a lot of trouble. And a lot of more people would be getting head in canoes if I did not do that so sorry for everybody out there sorry for everybody getting fucking topped off in a canoe it wasn't my fault sorry if you were trying to play basketball with your homegirls my bad my bad camp talcott 
Shout out to Huguenot New York. That's it. Let's wrap it up, dudes. Let's wrap it up. You can uh, – so I have a couple polls going on uh, on my Instagram. It will be uh, – it's also uh, what's more offensive, Cleveland Indians over the Redskins. Um, we didn't even get to talk about why the Purge TV show and why Catfish is so stupid. We're, we'll say that real quick. I don't agree with making – turning movies into television shows. The Purge, we've had enough. Thank God they never made a Saw show, and we need to get rid of Catfish. And I hope that sexual harassment case is real so they can get the fuck out of there. I hate I hate Catfish. That's such a dumb show. It was dumb when it was a movie. It was interesting while it was a movie, but now it's even more dumb and contrived and made up now. So you can find these polls, Croc versus Nike. You can. I'll ask the question, is snitching uh, ever beneficial? Is it all right to snitch? I will ask you dreads or braids. Shout out to Jessica Pena. You can wear your hair any way you want. This is a preference question. And we will also... That's it. That's pretty much it. So you can follow me on Stilvin Sane on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can catch me on Keeping It Real Live and Fresh. We're starting a new YouTube channel soon. You can catch me on Facebook Live, the livest show. My website is stillvinsane.com. Nothing else to fucking report, motherfuckers. Thank you for listening to my Emmys. Uh, I didn't make any picks. I don't usually uh, make picks for that. I usually only make picks for the Oscars. So thank you for sticking through on this special episode of the Emmy coverage. Stitches get stitches, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Listen up and keep up with Stillvinsane. Over and out, homies.